For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline.ag takes care of your any of your NFL gambling needs. World Series is here. We're well into the college football season. Basketball and hockey are well underway as well. So if you want to place a sports bet, here's what you need to do. Go to betonline.ag today on your mobile device, on your, on your desktop computer. Use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now. B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Today, discussing the Steelers' loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in week eight of the NFL season. The final Eagles take care of business 35-13, to and this game was never even close. The result was never in doubt and say what you want about the Steelers this season. I'll say this, this was a kitchen sink game and I actually saw some creativity from this coaching staff, the end round touchdown pass from chase Claypool to Derek Watt, some trickeration Claypool left-handed throwing a touchdown pass. I certainly didn't have that on my bingo card. Steelers at one point run a fake punt as well to pick up a first down to try to get things going. But this offense is broken, still averaging 15 points per game through eight weeks of the NFL season, and the Steelers fall to two and six going into their bye week. And I know I didn't expect the Steelers to win this game. The Eagles are the NFC's best team. They're the last team in all of football to be undefeated still. And this game was just troublesome. And point all the fingers you want to at the coaching staff. I actually think today was more about the personnel or lack thereof for the Steelers. And I'm going to use an analogy I've used on the Believe in Steelers show before. You can't make a gourmet meal with bologna and potato chips. And point blank period, the Eagles were just the more talented team today. And you can point to problems with Matt Canada. I'm not saying that he should keep his job only mustering 13 points and a 15 points per game average through eight weeks this season, but the Steelers just didn't have it. Now the Steelers at two and six, there's been one team since the NFL moved 
to a 16 game schedule in 1978 that has gone on to make the playoffs. That was the 2020 Washington football team when Washington won the NFC East with a seven and nine record. So you're pretty much saying after today that the Steelers are going to be done for the playoffs. I don't see any way that they turn things around and the Steelers only had five completions over five yards past the line of scrimmage today. Steelers fall a one and 10 without TJ Watt. There were some rumblings that the star edge rusher could come back and play today. He now has the bye week to fully get right and to make sure that he's fully healthy from that arthroscopic knee surgery. I know he had the torn pectoral injury as well. I don't think there's any need to rush TJ Watt back in the lineup because this season is really lost. And so you hope that the offense can develop some continuity with Kenny Pickett, but he was sacked six times today. Six times the Steelers struggled to keep him upright. He had an interception and a lost fumble. This Eagles defensive front is scary. I mean, Fletcher Cox, uh, they just got Robert Quinn from the Bears. You hope Jordan Davis is okay. He left the game uh, with help. Didn't look good. And there's a reason why Jordan Davis was the Eagles first round draft pick. He was my co-host Ike Taylor's favorite player coming out of the 2022 draft. Just a mammoth of a man who can move. I mean, he's got tree trunks for legs uh, or tree trunks for arms and people for legs is what I would say about Jordan Davis. He's an absolute mammoth of a man. I hope he's okay. Few other things I noticed with the Steelers though. Najee Harris, eight rushes for 32 yards. Right now, Jalen Warren is the better running back. And I don't know if Harris is dealing with injuries going into the season. Remember, he had that list Frank foot injury going into the regular season. Maybe he can get a little bit more right with a week's uh, recovery. But from the Steelers standpoint, he's in year two of uh, at least a four-year rookie deal. And the Steelers would have the option uh, to pick up Harris's option uh, in the fifth year of his rookie contract. The Steelers could decide that, but... Right now, at least based on this season, the pro bowler that he was a year ago, I just don't see it. I think the offensive line, and I'm going to be a broken record, but I will say it again. You need all the help you can get up front because the cupboard is bare. The last first or second round pick the Steelers made on an offensive lineman came back in 2012 with David DeCastro. And if you're not going to pay top dollar to bring in a free agent or develop an offensive line, they're going to continue to struggle. Again, I didn't expect the the Steelers to go on the road and beat the Philadelphia Eagles today. They haven't done that since the 1960s. And and I thought that they played well. There was a fight in the first half, but this game got out of hand quickly in the second half. How about Javon Hargrave for the Eagles? Wouldn't you love to have him in a Steelers uniform still? A Pro Bowl player a year ago for the Eagles in 2021. He was everywhere going against his former team. Mentioned how I hope that Jordan Davis is okay. We'll see how long he's out for. Didn't look good. He was getting helped off. Couldn't put weight on one of his legs as he was helped off today. A.J. Brown cooked Akella Witherspoon today. And three touchdowns in the first half. Brown almost had four. He almost had one in the second half. Minka Fitzpatrick prevented that fourth touchdown. And the Steelers brought in James Pierre and benched Witherspoon in the second half. I don't know if you noticed that. Pierre had an injury of his own. And the Steelers secondary, that certainly is beat up right now. But you see why the Eagles go all in and acquire A.J. Brown. He's an alpha. He's a number one receiver. And you could see that today. Because you stack the box and try to stop the RPO, the running game with Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders. 
You get one-on-ones with the outside with A.J. Brown. He's going to cook you every time. And even with safety help, A.J. Brown was still roasting the Steelers today. That's the truth. There were a lot of a lot of those throws came in double coverage, and he was still winning those battles. And if you want to take him away and devote two guys to him, then that opens things up for Devontae Smith, the other receiver, another speedster, another very good player in his own right at the receiver position. I, we said going into this week, I can I, that the Eagles could beat you in a multitude of ways, and you certainly saw that today. You certainly saw that today. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, too, saw some chatter on social media, people wondering what Gunnar Oshesky did uh, trying to return a football. If the Eagles player touches it first, the return team can return the ball without there being any repercussions. So if he were to, after the Eagles player touches it, he can try to advance the ball as far as possible without the possibility of any repercussions, meaning if he fumbles and the Eagles get it back, it's still the Steelers football because the Eagles touched it first. So it was actually a heads up play by Gunner, even though he didn't get any yardage and the Steelers got to start that drive on their one yard line. But that's actually a heads up play in terms of knowing what the actual rules are in that scenario. Kenny Pickett, 26 of 38, 191 yards, no touchdowns, interception. And again, I credit, I don't want to say credit, but this wasn't on the coaches today. Like one of the things I wanted to see is, okay, let's see if we can get George Pickens the football. No catches. He had three targets, but they tried to go to him three different times. He had an offensive pass interference, questionable call. And then in one-on-one coverage, you just can't win and make the play. So the Steelers try to go to him three times. They can't get it done. You got to try something different. I did want to see them try to establish Pickens, and they tried to do that, but credit the Eagles. Sometimes the defense outperforms the offense and vice versa. I don't know what silver linings there are really, though. If I were the Steelers, in all honesty, though, I might consider starting Jalen Warren over Najee Harris just to see what that does. If Harris isn't fully healthy, okay, I can understand that argument. Jalen Warren has been a better running back this season than Najee Harris. I don't think that's a hyperbole to make. And again, if I'm in the Steelers for an office right now, I like Najee as a person. Very likable, very charismatic with media members, but it's under contract this season, 2023, 2024. If you're going to allocate top dollar to him right now at the running back position, I don't see it because even today, Harris had a rush for 18 yards. Warren had a rush for 19 yards. Got the running game going a little bit, 144 yards on the ground for the Steelers. Still don't have a rush beyond 20 yards this season. Still don't. Still don't. And the Steelers still have one pass play of 40 yards or more. So if the Steelers do want to move on from Matt Canada midseason, I would do it now because you have the bye week to make more time to make those adjustments. Is it going to make that big a difference between, say, the Steelers making the playoffs and missing the playoffs? No. But you have to question yourself, if he's not going to be the guy long term, does Matt Canada's presence hinder the development of Kenny Pickett? These are the questions the Steelers, the front office is going to have to ask themselves. And I'm talking about Omar Khan here. And so that's not, but again, the Steelers tried to get creative today. The red zone play with Chase Claypool, the Derek Watt, I thought was very creative. The fake punt to try to pick up the first down, something to try to get the team going. And the Steelers, again, they just didn't have the personnel today. And again, the analogy I'll make to you is you can't, 
make a gourmet meal with bologna and potato chips. The cupboards bear from a talent standpoint with this Steelers team. Mike Tomlin in year 16, he's going to have his first losing season this year. Just the reality of the situation. And he's had heck of a run. But when your highest draft pick was Devin Bush a few years ago with the 10th overall pick, and they traded up to get Bush, remember that too. The cupboards bear right now from a talent standpoint with the Steelers team. And other than, say, Kenny Pickett, who I think plays the rest of the season so long with he's healthy, TJ Watt, Minka as well. I'd throw Minka in this mix as well. I don't think there's a single other player to where it's like, I know for sure that that player will be on this roster five years from now. That's how you have to look at it from that standpoint of like, what distinct advantage from a personnel standpoint, what's position group really And Romo was even saying on the broadcast day saying, Oh, the Steelers receivers are among the NFL's best. Not this season. It's not all on them. I know the offensive line and the play calling and the scheme and the execution, all of those things are questionable. But at some point, you are what you are, and the Steelers haven't gotten it done this year. So, I mean, I like individually at times what I've seen from Chase Claypool. I like what I've seen from Deontay Johnson in the past. I like what I've seen from George Pickens, what Pat Fryermuth did as a rookie. Collectively, this season, when you're putting up 15 points per game and you rank near the bottom of the league, I believe the Steelers are like last in points per game now at this standpoint. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. So change is going to need to happen because this offense is broken. And it's even worse than it was with Randy Feekner a few years ago. And that was a very stagnant offense. It's a very, very stagnant offense. This was supposed to be the season where Matt Canada could run his offense and do things that he couldn't do in the twilight of Ben Roethlisberger's Hall of Fame career. Just given his age at that point where father time catches everyone. And there hasn't been a progression. Now, again, today, it's like you didn't have the personnel against an Eagles team that very well could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So this is why last week's game, when the Steelers lost to the Miami Dolphins, was so frustrating because you knew going into this game, Steelers were like 11-point underdogs going into this one. really depended on which book you had, but I saw 10 and a half. It opened at 10, and as soon as it opened at 10, I'm like, man, how much further is this line going to go in the Philadelphia Eagles direction? Because this Steelers offense right now, it requires almost a near perfect game from both the defense and special teams to even put yourself in position to win. And that's really what's most frustrating with this Steelers team right now. With the Steelers team right now. Pat Fryermuth had four catches, 57 yards, seven targets. Chase Claypool, four catches, 45 yards on six targets. Deontay Johnson, five catches, 35 yards on nine targets. Najee Harris out of the backfield, six catches, 26 yards on six targets. Caught all six balls. The Steelers did some things offensively that, again, from a creativity standpoint, the red zone play, trying to use your short passing game as an extension of an ineffective running game. It just didn't work. It didn't work because you, the Steelers just did not have the personnel to actually compete. Lincoln Financial Field, I don't think the Steelers have won there in Philly since like the 1960s. It's been a long time. 
It's been a long, long time. And there's just certain, certainly some frustration. This bye week coming at a good time because honestly, <laughs> it's frustrating to watch. I can't even imagine what it's like inside that locker room right now of what do you play for beyond this season? Yeah, you want to see Kenny Pickett continue to try to develop as best he can. It's not going to be a linear progression with a rookie quarterback. And what are the building blocks that he can take throughout this season and into next season to try to be as effective as he can be as a quarterback in this league, as a young quarterback too. But this was a this was a game today where the Eagles were just in another class with the Steelers. Tony Romo said it off the top of the broadcast today. There was no way that the Steelers would win today. And he thought maybe just maybe hanging around and hanging around and the cleverness of Mike Tomlin, and he's a great coach. But they didn't stand a chance today. And it was all personnel. It was all personnel. Again, A.J. Brown, I mean, against Akella Witherspoon. I want to say this about Witherspoon as well for fans that don't know this. He hadn't played since week three coming back from a hamstring injury. Oh, yeah, you've got a sore hamstring. Your first game back against A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in the league, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. And that's part of the reason why he got benched and James Pierre went out there and did his best. Brown almost had four touchdowns. A.J. Brown today, six catches, 156 yards, three touchdowns on 11 targets. Man, I would have loved to have him in fantasy. And Jalen Hurts looks like a quarterback right now that's capable of taking this team to the Super Bowl. 19 to 28, four touchdowns, 285 yards. He got sacked three times. I thought the Steelers actually did a decent job of pressuring Hurts in this game, at least in the first half. The second half wasn't even close. Because the first half, 21 to 10, yeah, you're still you're still within striking distance, but when you give up a, a a score on the very first offensive drive that the Eagles had to open the second half, at that point, it's just like this game is lost. Nick Skiba filling in for Chris Boswell today for the Eagles did a decent job. He went two for two from field goals. Boswell out with a groin injury today, but kicked the ball out of bounds on a kick return. You don't like to see that. Hopefully Boswell can get back. Boswell, one of the NFL's best. Boswell's a player who would be a pro bowler, if not for Justin Tucker, across the division with the Baltimore Ravens. I'll go ahead and wrap up here. Just kind of my thoughts after this blowout loss to the Eagles. You've got the bye following the bye week, the New Orleans Saints. So we'll be off uh, this week, though. I, Taylor and I will be back recapping this game, getting you ready for NFL Week 9. And again, what to look forward to because the Steelers haven't had a losing season since 2003. And after today, you can pretty much shut the door on any hopes of making the playoffs for this season. Really disappointing, but at the same time, I said it off the top, didn't expect to beat the Eagles today anyways. Not as a double-digit underdog on the road. Go ahead and sign off here. My name is Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. Please go like and subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. Go check out betonline.ag for your gambling needs. Again, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your Sundays and the rest of the NFL Week 8 action. I'll go ahead and sign off here. Thanks so much for watching again. My name is Mark Bergen. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.